0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Monday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. Looking forward to another Big week of Constellations Carnival action in Queensland when New South Wales is going to play. A very strong hand in several races and it's the first of the majors this weekend as well with the Rising Sun, a significant highlight from many perspectives. We know Leap to Fame is a current favourite for the Tabureka to be run at Menangle on September 2nd. He goes around, as does Can't Find a Better Man who was exceptional last week in winning. That barrier draw to come through this evening on Sky Racing 2 Live at 7 p.m. And alongside that will be the Great Square Barrier Draw, a new three- and four-year-old trotting contest where New South Wales have quite a few interests engaged as well. So that barrier draw will also take place this evening from 7 p.m. On Sky Racing 2. It's a bit of a rarity. We had no harness racing in New South Wales yesterday, and we don't have any today either. So it's been a, a quite few days on the racing front. We head to Menangle and Leeton tomorrow, but we're about to Look back on Saturday night because it was a big Saturday night. We had several Group Two features. The Trot New South Wales finals were all highlights. We also had two New South Wales bred finals for the three-year-olds and the two-year-olds. The Waratah Series final Spirit of St. Louis was back in action as well. So this morning we're going to catch up with Kerry McDowell, Jack Callaghan, and also Blake Jones uh, to get an update on Leighton tomorrow evening. But let's focus in on Menangle on Saturday night first because those Trot New South Wales finals were rich in prize money. a piece. And the two-year-old addition went the way of Maximus Meridius. He was a short-priced favorite. He made it four wins on the bounce and was able to uh, add to his bankroll significantly there on Saturday evening with that group two success. His co trainer Kerry McDowell has been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning to you, Kerry, and congratulations. Two-year-old trotters can be fickle things, but he's managing to put it all together now. And he looks to be a, a special racehorse going forward.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Brit. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a huge thrill for us. Um, extremely nerve-wracking, as you said, two-year-olds. They can be very uh, fickle and, and, and certainly do things wrong. But um, this little fella has been, you know, from day dot, um, both Dean and Leighton have, you know, really taken a lot of time with him, working on him on the track together and, um, you know, got him doing uh, things right now and you know, as we saw, he. you know, when he got it all together, he's, uh, he is a beautiful trotter, beautiful trotter.
0: Yeah, he certainly is. Let's go back a little way because his mother uh, was a really nice racehorse herself. She won in excess of $100,000 and was no doubt a special part of your family also. So uh, I would assume that you probably had high hopes for him being by Sebastian Kay. You never know really what the eventual result will be, but uh, she had talent herself yeah she was um she was a, a different
1: type of mayor she was you know fairly strong um and um you know she as you said she earned over a hundred thousand for us and did a great job while she was in she actually went to stud um fairly young for for what we normally do but um you know and we' we sent her out and i think it was in the first season that she was only out for let down after probably two three months or whatever and and got involved pretty quick so we were really happy with um, Ben Stubbs, you know, they're the ones that got her in foal down there, and with Sebastian Kaye. Um, it was actually a suggestion by Elan Olton, who used to work here with us, lived here and worked here with us. She was one of the ones that said, you should look at Sebastian Kay. you know, he's a great trotter. And, uh, you yeah, know, Colin looked at it, thought, brilliant, yep, let's go to him, and, and this is what we got. So it was fabulous. <laughs>
0: well it's worked out pretty good so far hasn't it in terms of early on in his career you mentioned that uh both Dina and Leighton have always taken a real likening to him and, and taken their time. There were high expectations when he first went to the races, but he wasn't foolproof early on. He, he still made a few mistakes, which is surprising now with how professional he's been subsequent to that. Was it just race day nerves that got him? Did you make any changes? Uh, I, I guess what's been the turning point because it's only been a month or so since those issues were, were coming to a head. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I think it was a bit of, race nerves, race day nerves,
1: but you know, Dane and Leighton have um, actually changed his gear, you know, they got rid of the head check, so he actually gets himself balanced really well, we've got a great farrier that's been working on him Um, you know, he I don't know if you noticed, but he's actually races in a hood and he's got removable earplugs in that hood, so we just keep him nice and calm and just sort of let him do his thing Um, Leighton partners very well with him on the track, you know, very relaxed out there with him as well um, but yeah, it just took a little bit of you know swapping a little bit of gear and just taking our time and getting his shoeing right and getting him
0: balanced um, was the most important thing. Well, it's certainly uh, working very very well now. What what were you like on, on Saturday night? I, I've never had a two year old try to go around. I get nervous at the best of times, particularly one at a dollar thirty in a in a Group Two race. You must have been initially happy. you got away safely, found his way to the front, and then it was up to him to do the rest. Yeah, Britt, I tell you, poor
1: Cheryl and I are both a, you know, a bundle of nerves um, before his race, especially, like you said, two-year-old trotters, what he's done in the past. You just literally are holding your breath the whole race. Um, and I know Cheryl and I are always talking through, Leighton out there projecting, you know, relax, stay calm, let him do his thing,
0: you're doing a great job. You know, we, we if you had a mic on us, it'd be quite hilarious listening to us. <laughs> Uh, what what lies ahead for Maximus Meridius because he's had the six starts now I would assume there's some later season potential targets that he's paid up for Uh, does he have a break now what are the short term and I guess long term plans with him yeah um, he's actually today gone out for about three to four
1: weeks off um, have a break and then we're looking at um, some races down in Victoria you know he's paid up for the Breeders Crown um, also the Redwood Classic um, and possibly the Tatlow. We're just, you know, when Colin's away at the moment, when he gets back, Dean and Cole will get together and sort of nut out what they want to do and where they want to aim him up for. But that's definitely on the cards
0: exciting stuff. He's uh, made a really smart start to his career, Maximus Meridius, and with some more time, uh, I'm sure that he's going to improve even further. So later season targets for him include the Redwood and the Breeders' Crown. Looking forward to seeing him head south. You're also uh, heavily represented tomorrow, but just before I go through a few of those runners, the team is absolutely flying at the moment. must be a a nice uh, place to to work at the present time. It seems every time you go into the races, you, you get a winner, and in terms of seasonal uh, targets, you know, you're at a 14 cent win strike rate at the present time. I spoke to Leighton a few weeks ago, he we just said the right horse is in the right place at the moment, but uh, things are just going along so well. Yeah, they are. We, um,
1: you know, it, it probably seems like all of a sudden, you know, we've started winning all the time, but it's, um, you know, we had a, a few, fair few of them out January, February, so it's sort of late started to the year um so it took our time getting a few of them up and running um but as you know you said it is about placing them in the right race at the right time at the right track you know and when the horses are obviously feeling good and and knowing when to to back off and you know when to push a little bit harder that's been the key and seems really really good at um you know the conditioning of the horses and looking after them and, and knowing when they're on song and ready to
0: race yeah, no doubt about that. A big team in tomorrow, seven or eight runners. So it's going to be a busy day for you. Uh, there looks to be some really strong chances. Sky Mary Mack continues to race in good form. But I think Prince of Peace looks a, a super chance. Looks really well placed. He's a, he's a lovely horse, this guy. He's just won the four races, but I don't think that's probably a accurate representation of his talent. Uh, despite a a wideish front row draw, you uh, must be confident heading to the races with him in particular tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, Britt, he, um, he is one of the, the better chances tomorrow, um, and, you know, it's, it's all about getting him in the right position in the race, and Leighton seems to do a really good job of that, so, um, you know, we we'll have put faith in
0: him and in his drive tomorrow and him, and, and hope for the best, but yeah, you're right, I think he is a good chance. That's race seven, number three at Menangle tomorrow at 4.33. Really appreciate your time this morning, Kerry. Continued success. Looking forward to seeing Maximus Meridius later on in the season as well. He looks a a really exciting talent. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Britt. Kerry McDowell joining us this morning. Our first guest on On The Pace off the back of Feature Race success on Saturday night with Maximus Meridius making it four from six in his short career and a group two uh, to go on his CV already. A quick breather. And on the other side, another winner from Saturday night was Jack Callaghan. He was back in action with Spirit of St. Louis. They greeted the winner's circle. We'll find out a little bit more about his preparation to come. Sky Sports Radio, your complete home for sports and racing. You're listening to On The Pace on this Monday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. We just spoke with Kerry McDowell and now uh, we're going to continue our uh review of Menangle on Saturday evening where Spirit of St. Louis was able to take out the opener. It was the fast class on the card and he was back in the winner's circle once more, uh, aiming towards bigger and better races. We know he's a millionaire pacer already this season. He's competed at the top level. He ran second in the Nullarbor. He ran second in the Miracle Mile. He's looking for that grand circuit win and it might be around the corner with the Blacks to fake his major aim in only Three weeks' time from now, or a little less than that. His regular pilot is Jack Callaghan. He was back aboard on Saturday night. And as we say, good morning to you, Jack. And that must have been nice to partner up with your old mate again, seeing him back into the winner's circle. And I must say, it was a pretty impressive performance, all in all, as well. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Brittany.
2: It was definitely good to get back on him and, uh, you know, really happy with the performance he put in as well.
0: Managed to lob a really handy position in the 1-1 on the back of uh, your stablemate in Ultra Orlando early on. I was watching the race live and I could see Cam Hart on My Ultimate Ronnie having a, a really good look around. I'm, I'm assuming he was looking for you and to my eye it looked as though he was keen to take a trail. But you uh, were stuck solid where you'd, where you'd landed in the 1-1 position. Uh, what were you thinking early stages? Were you happy where you were and did you want to drive him with cover there on Saturday night?
2: Yeah, before the race, I probably wasn't sure if, um, you know, they'd probably burn out on uh, Ronnie just being first up, you know, with his main target, obviously, this week. Um, obviously, knew that Brad Hewitt's horse and Outer Orlando would both burn out as well, so um, I thought most of them would hand up, but uh, once I landed that pretty handy trailing spot, I was... I'm uh, quite happy to um, stay there, and you know we rolled it even enough tempo throughout. So um, you know he still had a bit of work to do when I had to pull him out, but he he got up the straight really good.
0: You mentioned they rolled along evenly sub thirty the first two quarters. They started to roll down the back in twenty seven and five. They've got home in twenty six five. His own closing sectional twenty six and one. Not bad going after twenty three hundred.
2: Yeah, for sure he felt. You know, sharp as ever, and um, you know he's shown over his career that uh, he can really let down a quick quarter. So it, you know, wasn't overly surprising, but uh, still, you know, just really rough to his run.
0: So he heads to Queensland now. The Sunshine Sprint is elevated in prize money next Saturday night, and the Blacks are fake the week after. Does he head to the Sunshine Sprint, or is the Blacks are fake his main and only aim?
2: No, he'll go straight to the Sunshine Sprint now. Um, so, yeah, obviously two runs in a row, and then fortnight into that. So, uh, really happy with the program that he's been in, and he seems to have come through the run really well. So, looking forward to it.
0: It's a bit of a different Blacks of Eight this year when you look at it this far out. Last year he was, uh, I think, favourite for much of uh, the lead up towards it. He ended up drawing quite okay and he, he led and was only narrowly defeated over the concluding sta- stages after being the hunted i guess but with this year and leap to fame included i must say as much as taking on leap to fame looks a daunting task it, it could probably assist you in in some way we know he's a great follower of speed we saw that on saturday night we've seen it in several races uh to date uh as mentioned, it must be daunting enough watching Leap to Fame, but you know one thing with your guy who's tried and tested at this top level. So I'm sure that you're still confident that he's uh, one of, if not the one to be.
2: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, as I said, Leap to Fame is in great form and you know seems to probably be the benchmark. Um, although he's never really raced the real top open age horses yet. But the way he's winning his own age races, it's uh, very impressive. So, um, as said, he put in a really good performance last year. He was probably unlucky not to win that, getting taken on by 150 to one shot through the middle stages. But um, yeah, I expect him to, you know, be hard to beat again this year.
0: All right, that spirit of St. Louis will see him next Saturday night in the Sunshine Sprint and backing up the week later in the Blacks of fake. Speaking of leaped fame, he goes around in the rising sun on Saturday evening. I've just had a quick look at the nominations this morning and you're down to partner Rock and Roll Hammer. Uh, so it looks as though you're making your way up this weekend. and. He must be excited to jump behind this guy. You would assume that he's going to get a run in the race. I'm only looking at the nominations but he was the last start Redcliffe Derby winner and he's going to draw well as a three year old. So that's exciting.
2: Yeah, it is. He, he's a horse with a lot of potential and you know, extremely well bred being a half brother to King of Swing. So um, he's in really good form as well. He, um, he's proven this over the trip and he's going to get a good draw. So uh, can't see why he can't be really competitive in a race like that.
0: $350,000 of rising sun on Saturday evening. If a three-year-old like rock and roll hammer is to win, a $100,000 bonus jumps in on top. So high stakes indeed. Looking forward to seeing how that final field shakes out. You had to menangle tomorrow as well. You've got a few key chances. We won't go through all of them, but karaoke king and race number four for your dad. He's got a few horses engaged tomorrow. Your father, Mark, comes up with the inside gate. He's just won the one from 15, but this doesn't look the strongest race uh, to ever be run at Menangle. What can you tell us about Karaoke King?
2: Yeah, he's got a bit of potential. It took him a fair while to get going and um, you know, Dad took a lot of time with him, really teaching him to race and um, he's kind of putting it all together now and um, Dad's hoping that the bigger track would suit him a bit more. He's got pretty good speed and um, you know, he probably doesn't handle the bends all that great so hopefully along the straight at Menangle would suit him and as you said, it's not the overly really strong race, um, so from a good draw, he should be competitive.
0: What about Star in the following race? Competed in the TAB Regional Championships only a, a few weeks ago and came to Menangle for the uh, State consolation and probably, well, definitely didn't disgrace himself there. He wasn't beaten all that fast. Subsequently, he's been around the mark at Newcastle without winning. Uh, Can you give him a chance tomorrow?
2: Yeah, looks a little bit of an awkward race for him. Um, There's a bit of speed inside him, so um, you know, he's in the right grade to be competitive and run a good race. I just probably don't like the map of the race that great, but um, you know, if it pans out probably a bit different than what I think it might um, you know, he'll be there abouts.
0: And in the last, he's going to go around at a big price, Royal Gamble, but he seems to really enjoy coming to Menangle to race, he hasn't won for a little while, but uh, in that grade of race in and very even line-up from his barrier draw, can you give a push for him at all?
2: Oh, uh, he'd definitely have to improve off his last few runs, it, it, We've been really disappointed with him, um, you know, for a couple of months now. And, uh, he's had a bit of time in between runs. Dad's done a fair bit of work with him and um, I know he's pretty happy with his work. Although he usually does take a run or two to, um, you know, hit his peak fitness. He's a little fat fella. So, um, you know, if the real royal game Wolf shows up, he'd definitely give that race nice a big shake. Um, just fitness and I'm probably not 100% sure where he's at Um, there's a little bit of a concern
0: all right. That's the last tomorrow. The last of nine at Menangle. The first gets underway at 1252 there. Appreciate your time this morning, Jack. Good luck this weekend in the rising sun and going forward for the remainder of the carnival as well. i quickly, before I let you go peaceful in the Oaks, you watch from afar at Redcliffe. She was a little disappointing. Uh, you must be looking forward to jumping back aboard her though, and, uh, expecting an improved performance. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. She obviously was disappointing at Redcliffe. Um as good as we thought she would and um, you know probably travelling up in only a few days before the race it was the first time she'd travelled as well so we're hoping that she's settled in a bit better now and getting onto the bigger track should suit her so definitely looking for an improved run
0: it's another of the features on Saturday night. The Southeast Oaks, the Southeast Derby, the Fleur de Little Ladyship Stakes is also another feature on the card, as well as the Mr. Feel Good for the open class pace. It's a big Saturday night upcoming. I'm sure you're going to play a role in several of those races. Jack, good luck there and on uh, tomorrow as well at Monangle. Thanks for your time this morning.
2: Not a worry. Thanks, Bruce.
0: Jack Callaghan joining us this morning, fresh off the back of a fast-class win on Saturday night with Spirit of St. Louis. He's going to be a major player in the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks of fake over the next fortnight. To wrap up on the pace on the other side, a quick chat with Blake Jones. He's got several key hopes tomorrow night at Leighton.
2: For all the best in racing and all the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via 96.9 FM Kuma, 97.1 FM Juni, 87.6 FM Tumit and 88 FM Yamba.
0: Welcome back to On The Pace. Blake Jones is off to Leeton tomorrow night with close to a full book. I think he only sits out one race on that eight-race card. It gets underway at 5.47. And as we say, good morning to you, Blake. It mustn't be the most kind of conditions at Leeton on a Tuesday night at this time of year, but here's hoping there's a few good chances amongst your drives. It looks to be.
3: Yeah, that's right, Britt. The the weather hasn't been... um... Too nice around here, but yeah, hopefully a winner or two will fix that.
0: The opening race, you partner up with Miami Surf. You drove this horse two starts ago, and he was only narrowly beaten on that occasion at in Steady enough time. Uh, the draw looks a bit tricky out there, wide. But does the trip help the twenty-one forty-seven to maybe help you get into the contest at some stage?
3: Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, two starts ago, Britt he um, hit the line really good. Just sort of, they went probably a little bit too slow for him. Um, but, yeah, as you said, the draw is probably not going to help us, but it looks a pretty even race, so hopefully we can just get a bit of luck in running. And if he does, he, he should be finishing off pretty good.
0: Race number two, you partner up with a very short-priced favourite here in Aeronaut, a former Kiwi. The record looks pretty smart. Eight starts, two wins, three minor placings. Went to coolerman to trial a few weeks ago. You weren't aboard, and I can't see a, a video. You may have a little more knowledge than I do uh, from that trial, but uh, looks to be a good hope. I guess we're flying blind somewhat, but uh, that New Zealand form can't be discounted.
3: Yeah, I'm on the same with you, Britt. I, um, I wasn't there that day, and I sort of don't know too much about him, but... Off his New Zealand form, it looks pretty strong. He um, he definitely should be in the money there. Um, rock and burn off the front row. He, he's a nice enough horse. He can do a few things wrong, but if he sort of puts it all together, he might be hard enough to catch. But yeah, I think we are a pretty good shot there.
0: It looks to be race two, number eight, and well place as well, Aero Norton, uh, a race for horses with no more than two lifetime wins. He's rated as a 58. Uh, there's a 30 and 40 rated there amongst them as well, so he does look well-placed for Peter Burks. We move over to race number three. Again, another second row draw here with Ali Rogan, second last time out. Tried to take them all the way, was just reeled in late, so I guess we'll have to see her driven in a, a different style tomorrow night.
1: Yeah,
3: I think the trip tomorrow suits her a fair bit, she um, seems to go a bit better over the longer trip, and we probably just had to do a little bit too much work last start, and they just got us late. So yeah, I think um, she should be a good chance there, as long as the tempo is not um, too steady up front, and, and um, yeah, if she gets a little bit of luck, she'll be hitting the line pretty good, I think.
0: Race number five, Run Business Run here is first up, and hasn't been seen to publicly trial he hasn't won for a long time this horse he promised a a lot early on but he probably hasn't um i guess got to the stage that we expected it's been the best part of two years since he's won you would expect he'll probably need the run first up he's od over the short course which doesn't help either
3: yeah i think you're probably spot on the money there Britt. he's a cunning old bugger he um he likes to pull, pull a few tricks but if he if he goes away with him he um He'll run a nice race, but yeah, he's probably probably a horse. You probably want to wait for another week or two once he's got a run or two under his belt.
0: Well, can you tell us about role play in race number six? Uh, it's been placed in a, a few of his last runs, and to be honest, he really hasn't beaten been beaten all that far of late aboard two starts ago when uh, he went down by under a metre on that occasion in up to 42 rating grade, uh, beg your pardon, up to 47 rating grade. Can he uh, run a race?
3: Yeah, definitely. He's um he's pretty honest. He's never far away. He he probably doesn't win out of turn, but um yeah, he's always knocking on the door. He's just one of them horses that when he gets the right run, he he'll, he'll pick one up. Just probably a little bit of an awkward draw, but probably a bit like a couple of the others. If he can get a nice spot and a bit of luck, he'll he'll definitely be finishing off.
0: Race number seven, Delilah Rose, is a mare or Philly that you know well, was a part of the stable for a few starts, including a, a winning effort late last year. She's had a break. She's returned with two runs. What have you made of them?
3: Yeah, no, I've been happy with both her runs, Packer. Her first up run was good. She hit the line strong. And last week, we just sort of got caught in the breeze, which probably isn't her go. But she still didn't um, get beaten too far. It sort of looks a pretty winnable, winnable race for her. I think she can use her gate speed and get across them and um, probably her main danger out the back which sort of helps her a little bit so yeah, hopefully we can get the front and get an easy quarter and be hard to catch
0: Right, that's race number 7, Delilah Rose and in the last, Miss Miller goes around here Uh, on debut, she's had the three trials two of them were last year Uh, she trialed at Leighton going back to a few weeks ago in 2-4 when beaten about 5 metres but you've got the inside gate and that's going to count for a fair bit here
3: yeah, she um, she let up in that trial and she probably wasn't too bad a run. Um, the track was pretty slow that night at Leeton. There was a bit of rain and it was pretty heavy. So, yeah, she um, from the draw, she's probably going to get a chance. It's um, pretty even field. I don't think there's any stars in it and I don't think she's won either. But, yeah, from from the draw, she's definitely going to get a chance.
0: Your best chance tomorrow night at Leeton, do you think?
3: Uh, probably Aeronaut and then uh, Delilah Rose. They'd probably be my two best winning hopes, I think.
0: All right, race two, number eight, Aeronaut, who looks pretty short, but Delilah Rose might provide a little more value. Race seven, number five, to be driven positively. Appreciate your time this morning, Blake, and best of luck tomorrow night at Leeton.
3: Too easy. Thanks, Britt.
0: Blake Jones joining us this morning. Looks to have a few really good hopes, but he's highlighted highlighted those two key runners tomorrow night at Leeton. We're off to Menangle tomorrow afternoon. The first there gets underway at 12.52, straight into Leeton tomorrow night. I'll be back on Wednesday morning to recap all of that here on Sky Sports Radio for On The Pace at 10.30.